What's going on, everybody? This is another episode of To Be Continued with Cristela Alonso, and I am Cristela Alonso, the part of the title, because guess what? This is my podcast. What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's having a good week. Uh, it's that time again. It's time for another episode. Let's do this. Um, I just want to check in, make sure everybody's okay, as good as they can be. Um, spoiler alert, I am still at home doing home things, whatever that is. Um, most of you should be at home doing home things unless you are considered an essential worker. And if you are, oh, God bless you. You are so needed right now and appreciated, hopefully. Uh, and also you might just be in a state that decided to lift certain restrictions or live in a state that never started them to begin with. So, um, good luck to you. Uh, like I said, I'm still at home doing home things, uh, whatever that is. I I don't know. So I'm at this point now. Look, I watch the news a lot. Uh, I normally do just as a habit. But right now I've been watching the news a little bit more than normal because of the coronavirus. I I watch it just in case there's breaking news. You know, something happens and everybody's like, oh, my God, like, you know, you got to know about this, you know. Um, here's the thing, though. Uh, nothing new has happened much in the efforts with the coronavirus. Basically, everybody's saying we need to get tested. Um, you know, we need to keep the social distancing, everything. What frustrates me right now is that I have no idea what the coronavirus is. You know, that's the weird thing, right? We're living in this time where it's so unknown and there's certain symptoms that affect some people and certain other symptoms that affect other people. I'm going to be honest with you. This coronavirus has me thinking I'm dying every day. Like I'm so paranoid. Anytime I feel weird, I just start thinking like, <gasps> what is that? Am I sneezing? <gasps> Is that the virus? You know, I I start freaking out. Uh, I, you know, I start going to Amazon to see if I can find a ventilator, you know, and it's weird because you don't know what the virus is like if you don't have it. It's new. There's no idea. But I got to tell you, every time I feel not normal or I feel something weird, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, it's coming. Here we go. Here we go. You know, to me, it feels like I'm living with a roommate. And that roommate is WebMD. You know what I mean? Like anybody feeling like that? I, I just start feeling weird and immediately I freak out. Like I can't be the only one. Tell me I'm not the only one. But there's some days where I just get tired or my head starts bugging me. I'm just like, oh, here we go. Uh, this is how it starts. And part of it is because I'm diabetic too. So they say that, you know, people with diabetes are more susceptible to getting the virus. So now, whenever I don't feel good, I immediately think, well, well it's it's the diabetes. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to have it. I, I have it now. I'm, I'm living with it. I I have survived it. You know what I mean? It's just so many phases. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, that's where I'm at. And I don't know if anybody goes through that, too. That's what's weird about not knowing what this is, you know? Um, you're so unsure about it. You know, I got sick in uh, February. I got sick 
uh, on Valentine's Day, around Valentine's Day. And I had four shows to do at the uh, Oxnard Improv, at the Levity uh, Comedy Club in Oxnard here in California. And I had to cancel the day of the show because I was sick. I went to urgent care. I got tests. I, you know, I got tested for, um, for the flu. I found out I had the flu and now I'm thinking, was that the flu or was that the coronavirus? Cause let me tell you, I don't get sick like that. I, you know, I, I get allergies sometimes I get a cold here and there, but really I do not get sick like I was sick during that time. And it took me about three weeks to get over it. And let me say, I mean, I was having trouble breathing. I was tired. I was sweaty. I was, you know, everything, you know? So now I'm that person that thinks, did I have it? And then I started thinking of like Destiny's Child uh, Survivor, you know, I'm a survivor. I'm going to make it out. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, girl, you got this. But really, I know it wasn't that. And now I live in fear all the time. Every time I leave my apartment, I have to wear a mask. Not that I leave my apartment very often, but the mask thing is weird for me. I don't know if anybody else is having this problem. I'm having problem breathing with the mask. I I had to go to the grocery store yesterday um, to buy some toilet paper. What's up? Name dropping. And I had to put on a mask and, uh, I was walking around the store. I got the toilet paper. I started looking around to see, well, what do I need? Right? Because I'm in the store right now. And I got to tell you, I mean, just being there, I, I couldn't breathe. I had trouble breathing. And not only that, but I get hot. So I was getting sweaty from the mask. And it's just like, why does it look like I'm working out like with my mouth? Like my mouth looks like it went on a marathon. What's up with that? But I still wear the masks because you're supposed to wear the masks, right? So there's a lot going on with me right now. I mean, I'm sure that, look, let's face it. It's not just me. There's a lot going on with everyone right now. All of us are like, what is going on and when can we go back to normal? And that's the thing, right? You know, people want to go to work. They want to do what they, you know, what they used to do and stuff. And not knowing that's the annoying part is how long are we going to be in this position? How long am I going to be here? You know, and I got to tell you, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm a stand-up comic. Uh, I had gigs that I got rescheduled. I have a club that I was doing that I was supposed to do in April that now got moved to July, but I don't think I'm going to work in July. And I was talking to my agent today. We were talking about stand-up. And she was saying she doesn't think that comedy clubs will open till October, you know, if that. So it's that thing where, you know, and I think that's realistic because, look, we all have to be careful, right? I mean, I don't want to go to a show and get infected or infect others. Like, that's not funny. Hello. But, you know, it's this thing where I start thinking, well, how long will it take to get back to normal? And even then, is it normal or do we become different people with like a new set of, you know, behavior and traits and characteristics that we didn't have before, you know? So it's really interesting. And I think, I personally think that I, once we eventually can come out of our cocoon, you know, into a little butterfly, I think that once we can get to that point, I think I'm going to be different. I don't know if you guys think you're going to be different, but I can tell this 
pandemic has really done a number on me. And, you know, it's weird. I've, I've talked about this for the past couple of weeks. It's, I go online and I see people and they start talking about how some of them are struggling during this time, just mentally, you know, just everything. They, they don't know how to handle it. And, um, I'm actually doing better than I thought I was going to be doing, you know, um, in a weird way, I kind of, I feel like I'm using this time as a reset. It's not like I mean to, it's not like that was the goal, but really, I've said this before, I feel like this time, it's kind of like I'm getting an, a makeover in an 80s movie, you know, where I'm wearing like the overalls and the glasses and I'm going to take them off and everybody's going to be like, oh my God, you're so pretty. You know what I mean? Um, it's weird because I'm using this time to take stock in myself and just kind of pay attention to what I do, what I've been doing, you know, and I've noticed changes that are really interesting to me. You know, they just mark something like an evolution that I'm really digging, you know, and I don't know if a lot of you have gone through that right now as well. But look, I'll be honest. Um, yeah, there have been some changes. I will talk about some of them later on in the thing I'm into. But um, I started working out during the pandemic, you know. Uh, so a while back, right before the quarantine started, I was thinking about getting a stationary bike and then I went online to see them. Oh my God. I had no idea how expensive some of these were. Like bikes are expensive. I I, I would find one that looked kind of cool and then I'd see a price and then I'd be like, why is this bike more expensive than a car? Does it fly? It, oh my God. Look, I'm not a fancy person by any means, you know, I, I'm not the kind of person to drop a lot of money on something that I might end up hating. So, you know, I'm, I'm practical, you know, I, I had never done a stationary bike, you know, uh, I don't know how to ride a real bike. I know how to ride in a, in a line, but I don't know how to stop. <laughs> I learned to ride a bike pretty late in my life. Um, well, kind of, cause I still can't, but so I've never, I had never done a stationary bike. I just thought it would be kind of interesting. And I thought, well, you know, maybe I can use the bike while I'm watching TV. And because of that, it was kind of like an idea, an experiment. I didn't want to spend all that money. Ooh, I looked up that Peloton bike. You know, that the Peloton bike, the one with the Christmas, you know, commercial where the girl got it to lose weight, but she was already really thin. That was like a gift from her boyfriend or whatever. Um, I looked those up. I didn't know they were that expensive. Like for that much money, just get plastic surgery. Like it is like, oh my, like, I really thought you just got like, like a tummy tuck with that bike. I did not know it. it is a lot of money. And guess what? Peloton. Um, I mean, I got to put that thing on layaway, lifetime layaway, because I do not have that kind of money. So, um, I figured that's a lot of bike. I'm not doing that for surezies. So I ended up looking, I went online and uh, I went to Amazon and I found one that had good reviews and, um, it was on sale for a hundred dollars. Okay. The normal price is $129 and 95 cents. I got it on sale for a hundred dollars and, um, I decided you know, I decided to get it. I thought, you know, if I hate it, I could give it away to someone else. Like it wouldn't be a big deal. 
So I bought it. I got it delivered. And you know, what I liked about it is that I live in an apartment, so I didn't want one that took a lot of space. So the one that I found is uh, a small bike that you can actually kind of fold up so it doesn't take as much space, which I, I dug. I like the idea of it. So I got it delivered. I put it together. And first of all, putting a, putting a bike together, that's a workout within itself because man, like you mess something up and you got to start all over. It's like Ikea furniture, but with this one, you got instructions that aren't just drawings. So I got it delivered. I put it together and then boom, we got quarantine. We couldn't leave our house. And then I thought, is this a sign? Is someone telling me like, Hey girl, you got this bike. How about we use the bike now? So <laughs> that's what I've been doing. I've been doing 30 minutes on the bike five times a week on it. I, I take two days off and I've been doing 30 minutes and I, I do it while I watch TV. So sometimes I'll watch it. You know, if I watch an episode of the Golden Girls, I'll watch, I'll, I'll do the bike on one episode. And if I'm watching the news, I'll do it for half an episode of whatever news show I'm watching, you know, and, um, it actually puts me in a really good mood. The other day, I think, yeah, it was yesterday. I was watching Die Hard. Um, I wanted to see something. I was going to get on the bike and I wanted to see something that that um, that I know, that I like, that would entertain me. So I, I caught Die Hard, you know, kind of in the middle where there was about 40 minutes left. And I set up my bike and I get on it. And I got to say, those 30 minutes went by really quick because... I love Die Hard. So when I was seeing the movie, I mean, yippee ki a! I was running those miles. Like I did it. I did 10 miles in the 30 minutes. Now, I don't know if that's good or bad, but for me, that's super dope because that's 10 miles I wasn't, I wouldn't normally do. So it left me in a good mood. Um, aside from that, I've been doing weights. I've been doing crunches and, you know, I'm just exercising and it's actually made me happier. Now, you know, so why did I start exercising? I don't know. You know, I guess it's because I have time on my hands and I'm that person that you like, I would say, oh, well, I can't do this because I don't have time, blah, blah, blah. And now for me, I have the time. So I figured, hey, you know what? Go ahead and do it. This is the time to do it. Also, when I was younger, I was a big runner. I used to love running. I mean, I used to run, I used to run six miles a day. Um, I would run six miles a day carrying my, um, my CD Walkman, my CD, you know, my Discman with the anti-skip technology that didn't work and it always skipped. I don't know if you guys are familiar and can relate, but having to run with a CD player did not work a lot of times, but I would have a little mix CD that I made with like a playlist. This is before, you know, iPods and stuff. And I would go around the neighborhood and run and listen to music, you know, and I would do six miles and I loved it. And I would just, I would just hit the neighborhood until it was six miles. I had it down and it would always make me feel good. But here's the thing though, the running I couldn't keep up with that running for long. Like I did it for a while, but then my knees started hurting, you know, then, and then I got busy. Then I started doing stand up, and that was just like, no way. So 
it's weird. I've just, I've learned that, you know, I've noticed that me doing the stationary bike right now is actually, it's really comforting and it makes me feel good because I guess in a way it reminds me of how running used to make me feel good when I was younger. I really liked it. So, um, I've been doing that. And like I said, it's actually made me happy. I get in a good mood. It's that thing where they say you, you never regret, uh, working out. Um, I always thought like, well, I regret it, you know, <laughs> I've regretted it before, but now I'm actually happy that I do it, especially because like I said, I'm diabetic. So I like being able to keep an eye on my numbers, you know, also I got to tell you, I mean, this pandemic, um, I have learned something very important about myself and that is, I'm going to be honest, I've discovered how awful I've been to myself regarding sleep. You know, I've discovered with this time home where I don't have to travel and go do shows and everything that I can actually be here, be central, be local. I've noticed that my sleeping has changed. Now, here's the thing. I've always had problems sleeping. I'm the person I would wake up normally several times a night. You know, um, when I had my sitcom on the air, I was known for being up at all hours. If people texted me or emailed me three in the morning, four in the morning, whatever, different days, I would reply to them right away. I was awake. And um, luckily, I started taking uh, I started taking like a, a sleeping pill about a year and a half ago that really helped. But, you know, it was this thing where um, it would make me sleep more. But all of a sudden now. I feel like my sleep is different in that I still take my pill and I sleep, but now I have a, a more real sleep. It's, it's heavier. It's more concrete than anything I've ever been used to. And, you know, it's funny because, um, I don't know if it's the working out thing. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, who knows, but sometimes no joke. I will go to bed around nine, nine thirty. PM and I wake up at six, like five thirty, six thirty the next day, and I love it. Here's the thing. I've always been that person that when I got tired, I would look at the clock and sometimes I think, oh, it's it's seven thirty or whatever. It's too early to go to sleep. And then I would just stay awake until a decent time. And then during this coronavirus time, I started thinking, hey, silly Billy. Why am I staying up if I'm tired? What do I think is going to happen? And I started just thinking. I decided, you know, from now on, during this time, the moment that you start getting sleepy, if you can go to sleep, you go to sleep. I mean, if your body is telling you that you are tired, then you go to bed and rest. Because for me, I was, I've been that person that's raised in this uh, lifestyle where um, my family, we don't nap. You know, like, like my, my mom never napped, you know, so I grew up not napping. Guess what? I've been napping now, you know, and it, it, and the one thing I don't like about napping is that grogginess that I feel when I wake up, like you kind of feel dumb for a minute. You're like, oh, what is going on? But the napping thing has been really cool, but I didn't grow up like that. You know, um, I just kind of grew up in a family where, you know, like with my mom, where, um, I always had to wake up early. 
uh, I kept, you know, we, we kept early hours. I was never allowed to sleep in. Sleep was kind of seen as the thing that you do to survive, but then you wake up and you keep working, you know? So it's weird. It's been interesting to change my thinking because I got to tell you last night, that was one of those nights. Uh, I was, um, I was FaceTiming with my friend Amelia and it was about 8.30 and we were telling each other how tired we were. Like, you know, we were just tired. We were sleepy. And I told her, I think I'm going to go to bed early today. And um, I did. I went to bed. I was asleep by 930. And I woke up today at six and it just, I felt refreshed. I felt like I was in a good mood. I felt like I was ready to get up. So it's, um, so it's been really cool, you know? So I wake up, I've been waking up about 530, 630 in the morning. And I've discovered that I really like it. Because I like being up when so many people are sleeping. You know, you know how stores, there's so many grocery stores uh, that are doing the senior hours. Um, you know, it's usually like six to seven or seven to eight. I go to the store at that time because it's dead. But I'm, I haven't, I don't go a lot. Look, I will not go to the grocery store for a long time. But when I do, I go early so that I don't have contact with people. You know, so I go get, you know, I put my mask on. I go in really early because I'm up anyway. I get my thing and then I leave. I never have to wait in line outside the store. I never have to do anything. Like I'm in and out, which I love. And sometimes I got to like, I go on walks sometimes around my block. And when I do, I'll go walk around seven in the morning because the people in my neighborhood aren't up yet. And it makes me feel safe to walk outside during this time because I don't bump into anybody. I have my mask. I walk down the neighborhood around my block and then I go home and I start working out, you know? So it's been a really interesting thing. It's weird. It's a weird thing for me because honestly, I didn't know how I was going to handle handle this time, you know? None of us did because it's a weird time. I mean, can we just agree? It's a weird time. You know, a friend of mine told me yesterday that they, um, they were feeling anxious. They were, they were feeling, they were struggling with anxiety and they didn't know what to do. And I was telling her, you know, I suffer from anxiety. I get it very bad. I mean, I take medication for it. And I was telling her that personally for me, there is no end to anxiety when you get it. Like for me, when I get it, I just have to kind of roll with it and write it out, you know, and sometimes it can be bad. It can hit you strong, you know, but I was telling her, hey, you know, because she was wondering, like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling like I never feel like this? I was like, hey, you know, it could just be the time that we're in right now. I mean, you got to cut yourself some slack and think about it. I never thought that we were going to be in this kind of situation. I don't know why. I think it's because... I think it's because we're so connected with this idea of being modern and technological that I completely forgot that certain certain problems could exist. Does that make sense? Like for some reason, I've, I never imagined that a global pandemic on this virus thing that we don't know what it is would come because we have iPhones. You know, it just seemed like, oh, well, that seems like such an archaic problem to have, you know, that... I wouldn't even know what to say about it, you know, like, it, it, so it's hard to process. And I was telling her like, Hey, I mean, 
you might be feeling a lot of things because you really don't know how to feel right now and your body's reacting to it and that's okay. You know, it's fine. It's fine to be like that. It's fine to do that, you know? So it's been, it's been interesting to see how some people deal with it. And it, uh, let me, you know, again, it has been very interesting to see how I deal with it because I, I have been catching myself by surprise, you know? Um, so during this time, I'm going to be upfront with everybody. I don't really like to zoom. I know everybody is into zooming and stuff. I, I've noticed, you know, a lot of uh, people I know on social media, they talk about using zoom to hang out with people. And let me just say, I'm an introvert. So let, let's take it down a notch. Okay. I mean, one of the things, seriously, one of the things I was looking forward to was not having to make excuses to why I can't hang out with people. And now with Zoom, there's no reason for me to not technically hang out with people. I mean, it's right there, you know? And here's the thing. A lot of times, I just I just don't want to be around people and I don't want to have to be social, you know? And some people don't get that. Like, I love being home. I, I'm not trying to say that I'm a hermit, but I'm pretty much a hermit, you know? And I think it's because so much of my work, what I do for a living is about being around people. And I love that. I mean, that's why I do it as a job, right? I, I'm very lucky to do what I do. And that's why I meet people after shows and stuff. Cause I love that part. But when I can be home, oh, I just want to be home. You know, I like being by myself. I like being able to, to choose the time when I'm quiet and I love music. So I play music a lot when I'm at home. I, I love music. I've been listening to like the Fiona Apple album, um, this week, but it really depends on what I'm in the mood for. You know, sometimes I'll listen to music on my record player which I have more than one record player, but because <laughs> I like record players, but I can play record play like a vinyl on my record player. Or I can play my eight tracks or I can play, you know, you know, my playlist or Apple music or whatever. There's something that I love about being at home and just sitting, maybe reading a book or just walking around and, you know, kind of cleaning up a bit to music you know, and I don't know, maybe it's because it reminds me of that, that classic morning when I was a kid, you know, my mom, we would have to clean the house every day, like clean, like sweep, mop, dust, everything. We'd have to clean it every day. And every day she would put music on, you know, and it was these uh, rancheras, you know, and rancheras, if you don't know, the best way for me to describe it, a ranchera is, um, it was like a, a Spanish song that was kind of, um, you know, like a lot of the ones that she would listen to were like ballads, you know, they told a story, you know, um, she would play her music in Spanish and we would like clean. So I always associate these, these feelings of being at home with music playing in the background and stuff. And sometimes I'll pop in some good old rancheras too, but there's something about that where when I'm at home and I'm listening to music, it doesn't feel like I'm alone. You know, it feels like a certain different kind of alone. 
it's it's my time you know and i've come to learn that i really like having my time uh, let's not say that you know i'm not saying that i'm completely antisocial i mean i like going out too but sometimes I like being at home, you know, and some people that are extroverts will not understand that. You know, it's like, well, why do you want to stay at home? Let's go out. It's like, oh, because that's your thing. <laughs> and that's not my thing. And I text with people, though. I love texting with people. Um, I've been texting with people less right now because, again, I'm still I think I'm using this time to kind of focus on myself. But um, I text with people norm on a normal basis you know, but, um, the let's zoom and hang out that that's so not my thing. I've also been, uh, someone, I'm also not one. I'm not one that has a lot of friends. I'm very picky about who I, I, I let into my circle because in the past, tell you the truth, I've had a lot of people screw me over so many times that I have to admit I'm skeptical. You know, like what's that saying? It's that saying like, like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times. And you know, you, we probably dated at some point. I think that's how the saying goes. It, it just, it takes me a while to trust people, you know, and I'll say this. And again, I'm going to be super honest. When I meet someone, and I notice that they're always in a good mood or they're way too happy. I don't trust them. I, I don't trust them because nothing ever annoys them. It's this one certain kind of person. Perfect example. Years ago, I knew this girl. Um, she was married to a friend of mine. And every time I would talk to her, she always had this sing-songy way of talking, you know? Like, she always talked like this and was in a good mood. And it annoyed me. Because I ended up knowing her, you know, uh, you know, I knew her for, for a couple years. And in those two years, I never saw her mad. I never saw her annoyed, nothing. And she would always just talk like this. And there's something weird that when people talk like this, I just don't trust them because I'm like, does anything ever bother you ever? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's just, I get suspicious because I think it's normal for us to be sad or mad or annoyed at something sometime. I'm not saying to be awful, but I mean, you can just say, hey, you know, this happened and I didn't feel great about it. I mean, hell, you don't think Barbie ever gets in a bad mood? Barbie, that girl lives in a mansion. She has all these cars and stuff. But have you ever noticed how many jobs Barbie's had? She's been a cheerleader, a doctor, a scientist. You don't think Barbie gets tired, gets mad at getting fired? Because right? you know she's getting fired. I mean, there's not one person that gets bored with that many jobs. This girl has done every job under the sun. I mean, she's gone to college like five times. You know, so it's that weird thing where I'm like, you know, I think it's perfectly normal to to be annoyed at things, you know, it's it's OK, you know. So whenever I feel someone's really a little too a little too happy all the time, I don't trust them. I don't know. I like my friends. I like my friends with a little cynicism. You know what I mean? But that's just me. And. After all of this, talking about Zoom and everything, <laughs> this is the time where I become hypocritical and tell you that I do use Zoom 
once a week um, for my therapist. I do therapy. I do Zoom. She's amazing. I love her. I love my therapist. And I got to share this thing with you because I was so taken aback. I was so surprised by our last session that I really wanted to mention it here on the podcast because I wanted to see if this was relatable to people. Because, you know, it's that thing where I understand that me uh, going to therapy is a privilege. It shouldn't be a privilege, but it is a privilege that I can afford to go to therapy. And sometimes there are things that I learn in the sessions that I think, ah, this is just these nuggets of information that I wish everybody could have, you know, they're just general pieces of information. So this week, you know, I was in the session and I was telling, um, I was telling my therapist that, um, that I've been exercising and, you know, blah, blah. And, um, you know, she always tells me, so we've talked about how I struggle with depression and anxiety and, and we were talking in the past about how I need, um, structure. I like having structure, you know, which is probably why doing the workouts and everything during the pandemic makes sense to me. So I was telling her that I've been very happy exercising and stuff. And, you know, she's like, oh, that's great, blah, blah, blah. And um, we started talking about how I fill my days. And I was telling her that, um, you know, I've been getting a lot of emails from stores, you know, retail stores that are, you know, doing clearance on clearance and sales on sales, you know, and they want to keep... They want to make money. I mean, I get it, right? So I was telling her that um, weeks ago I bought I bought this like hot pink suit, you know, and I was telling her that I bought this hot pink suit because I loved it, and it was clearance on clearance. So I got this suit for under a hundred bucks, the blazer and the pants, right? And I got it and I tried it on and it was really cool. I like the way it fits and stuff. And I told her, you know, what's weird is that I, I have this suit that I loved and I instantly thought it fits me, everything. I started thinking, I'm never going to wear this. And she started asking me, well, if you love it, why are you not going to wear it? And that started this, this whole conversation about how when I shop online, I buy things that I think are so cool, obviously, right? That's why I buy them. I buy things that are colorful, that pop. I like, you know, my mom used to always say that I had a really weird sense of style, like a really quirky sense of style, which she thought was great because she always said that everything I found at the stores was always on clearance because she said my taste was so weird that nobody else liked it. <laughs> but, um... I've always been attracted to these, I've always been attracted to clothes that have a cork to them or just, you know, something, especially, I love color. And I was telling her that a lot of the clothes I buy are like that. And I buy them because I love them, but I never end up wearing them, which she found interesting, you know, because again, it's like I said earlier with the bike, I don't like dropping a lot of money on things that, you know, I'm pretty, you know, I'm not cheap, but if I want something, I'll get it. But if not, like, you know, I'm pretty reasonable. And I was telling her, you know, she asked me why. And I started thinking about it. 
And I started telling her, you know, it's really weird, but I struggle with having attention on me that I like to kind of dress as, uh, as, as dull as I can, not even dull, dull's the wrong word, but I'm, you know, it's, I'm, I'm lacking. I can't think of the word I want to say, you know, but I usually dress in a t-shirt and jeans, you know, pair of sneakers and stuff. And that's been kind of like the uniform my entire life. But there's things I have in my closet. I seriously, if you, if you went into my closet, you would think that I live with some, with another woman. You know what I mean? Like um, most of my closet is so not things that I wear, you know, out in public. And we were talking about that. And she was saying, well, so you buy these things because you like them, but you don't wear them because you're afraid of getting attention put on you. And I told her, yes, that's exactly it. Because like for me, and I don't know, you know, part of it is I grew up with a mother that taught me to be very modest. You know, I, you know, also I grew up Catholic, which, you know, grow up very modest as well, you know, and it's that thing where I started thinking it's, it's something that, it's something that I can't explain. And I told her, I don't know why I don't do it. And then she, then she said, she asked me, do you think, do you think you don't wear your clothes that you want because you just aren't used to change because you don't want that attention because the idea of actually getting any kind of attention that could be positive bothers you. And I thought about it and I thought, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, um, I don't like getting attention for anything regarding how I look. You know, if you see my social media uh, posts, a lot of them are just like jokes that I do or they're just me. But I've noticed the post that gets the most attention is when I shoot something and I get my hair and makeup done by professionals and people will comment on how I look, you know, and for some reason... I don't know. I guess it's that thing with the modesty that makes me feel weird, you know, where I was telling her how, how I like to look average. I set that line to her. I told her, I like looking average. I like blending in. And my therapist said, yeah, but you're not average. And I looked at her and I'm like, I'm sorry. And she said, you're, you're, you're not average, you know? And I, I responded to her and I said, but yeah, I know. We're like, we're, you know, none of us are average. We're all people and we're all special. And she's like, no, no, you, Christella are not average. And she started talking about how I tend, and we talked about this before, how I tend to minimize my greatness, meaning that I tend to minimize 
when I'm good at something. Anything positive about myself. And when she said that, it really threw me off and I didn't know what to say. And she actually mentioned Zoom. And she said, I am so grateful we do these sessions on Zoom because if we had done it, you know, old school, like years ago, we'd be doing it on the phone and I wouldn't have seen your face when I said you weren't average. And that face said so much. You were so dumbfounded when someone said you weren't average. And I told her, yeah, it was. It really was. And she told me, we started talking about how like, that's the challenge. The challenge is, this is something I need to work on. She told me, I have to have that pink suit mentality. (laughs) And I have to wear that suit because I like it. Because if I don't wear that suit, it's almost as if I'm denying a part of myself to myself. You guys, this is out of a suit. (laughs) I mean, you know, when she said it, I thought, she's so right. Like, it makes so much sense. I wouldn't have ever thought about it on my own. You know, that's why I love talking to her. She was telling me the challenges to wear that suit, to wear it out and wear it with confidence and know that it's a part of me. Which led us to talking about how I really need to do that more with my life overall. You know, it's the pink suit mentality where I wear it for a reason. I bought it for a reason. So now I got to wear it for that same reason. And I need to apply that with, with so many parts of my life. I need to apply that to my career. I need to apply that to my personal relationships. It's this thing where... What I want, what I like, what I'm attracted to. For some reason, I don't, I don't execute. I can keep it in a collection and I look at it. Like I can look at my little suit in the closet and just look at it and think, oh, that's a cute suit that I'll never wear. And then I realized, hey, silly, you should wear that suit. So that's something I'm working on right now, which I thought was so interesting. And I started thinking, do people, can people relate on some kind of level with that? It's this whole idea of like being able, having to change the way of thinking, your, your, your way of approach to certain things, because, you know, you've been trained like that. It's a habit to think a certain way. It's hard to change it. I mean, I'm in my forties. How do you change it? You know? And You know, my therapist said, well, you can change it. Just know that, you know, you have to put work into it. And I started thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I would be really interested in seeing what people would be surprised by if I really succumbed to my interests more and really kind of succumbed to being more of who I feel I am. You know, because I think there's a side of me that I have yet to discover and really allow people to see. 
And that's what I've been working on this week. It just happened last week, you know, and it's that thing where having this time again, having this time where I am so lucky to be at home and not have to, you know, and not have to go uh, work. And, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky and grateful for that. Absolutely. It, this is the first time in my life where I can actually have time to, to actually think about myself. And that's weird because, you know, I come again, look, I, I'm, I'm like the matriarch of my family. I'm the youngest one, but I'm the matriarch. I, I look over everybody. You know, I make sure everybody's okay. During this pandemic, you better believe I text everybody. I make sure they have hand sanitizers, masks, uh, wipes, you know, like uh, antibacterial cleaners, everything. Like I check in because if they need something, I'm going to get it for them. You know, so my job is always to think of others, to think of others and their well-being. And right now, I'm actually allowing myself to think about my well-being and to think about my concerns and what I need. And I got to tell you, man, that feels foreign because it is foreign, but it's also exciting, you know? So that's what I call the pink suit mentality. It's, uh, you know, if I wear that thing, if I wear my little suit out in public, I'm going to post a picture of it because it's going to be a big deal. And I'm going to send it to my therapist just to know, hey, I'm wearing this suit. It's a breakthrough. This suit represents everything. I feel like this suit is going to be like my pretty and pink moment where I go up, I go to the prom with the dress I made. You know what I mean? I mean, I think some of you might not have seen it, but it's pretty and pink is pretty amazing. Just saying. <sighs> pink suit. Now we're into the podcast time where I talk about the thing I'm into this week. Last week I talked about uh, being into sewing. I ordered a sewing machine. It's on back order. I haven't gotten my sewing machine. I got everything else I ordered so I can't work on my project yet. Um, I've also been uh, learning the banjo lately, half banjo, half ukulele. Um, This is the time where I've actually allowed myself to... um, do things that I forgot I could do and also learn things that I always wanted to do. You know, um, it's kind of a sabbatical for me, you know, you can say. Uh, But the thing I'm into this week, uh, again, I don't know how everybody's spending their time alone uh, right now. I live by myself, uh, but um, I, um, I have been obsessed with organizing and cleaning my apartment. I mean, bad. It's insane. Sometimes I just get in the mood. Today, I I saw a poster, a framed poster that I have that was a gift. And I was just like, you know what? I want to hang that poster. How long have I owned that poster? I don't know, five years. But today is the day that I'm like, girl, you're going to hang up that poster. And I did. I'm just doing random stuff right now. You know what I mean? I, I I got the poster. It was really heavy, but for some reason I decided I have to hang it up in a really impossible spot I can't get to. But I did it. I was watching the Golden Girls on the Hallmark Channel. and uh, Which, by the way, I know that show so well, I can tell when that network edits the episode. But anyway, it took me two episodes of the Golden Girls to hang up that picture. But guess what? It was done. And I felt like a champion. 
And that's the kind of thing I've been doing. I've been doing these extra projects around my apartment. You know, like I've been doing that kind of stuff around my apartment. Like I move pictures around. I, I'm kind of redecorating and reorganizing my apartment with things I already own. Like I'm moving things around. I I wallpapered a wall in my apartment just to see how it would look. Like I just, I was like, you know what? You know what you need to do? Spend this time wallpapering. And I did that. I didn't do the the wallpaper that you wet and you glue and everything. It's just like the sticker, like the peel, the removable wallpaper. But I did a wall and I'm hanging up pictures there right now and everything. That's a thing I'm into right now. Again, I've always told myself, oh, if I had time, I would do this. I would move this. I would move it. And I'm like, you know what? You got the time. So you're going to do it. So like today, I've had a hell of a cleaning day. You know, I've been organizing stuff and everything. I, I've been, I have, uh, I have a lot of plants. So I've been organizing my plants and, and moving them around to see, you know, if I'm using, if, if I, you know, if I'm maximizing the space for my plants, that's what I've been doing. This week, I have just been hanging up posters I forgot I had. I've been looking at things in my apartment where I'm like, where did this come from? I, here's my thing. I love novelty items, like little toy things or, you know, whatever. And it is dangerous to be an adult that has the money that can buy everything you wanted as a kid. And it's not because I have so much money. It's because all the stuff I want is pretty cheap. But like, I'll look around my apartment. I've got a set of jacks, like old school jacks. I have them because my sister and I like to play jacks against each other. And she always beats me. But we, I have jacks. I have an eight ball. I don't know why I bought the eight ball, but I have the eight ball. Like I, It's just all this random stuff that now I'm just looking around the apartment looking for things. And I'm just like, oh, I can do this and I can do that. And oh, you know what? Let's wallpaper this now. So that's a thing I've been into. I feel as if maybe it's the idea that if I can't go out right now, I want to look, I want my apartment to look like I don't know this space. Who the hell knows? But that's what I've been into this week. I have been uh, just walking around with hammer and nails and everything. And also because I, I rent because it's an apartment, I have been using uh, tacks like thumbtacks to hang up pictures and stuff that aren't that heavy. That way, the hole is smaller and you don't have to worry about it so much when you have to move the hole. How about that? Oh, life hack, Bob Vila on a budget. That's me. That's the thing I've been into this week. I will post pictures of something. Maybe I'll post a picture of my wallpapered wall. I don't know. I don't know if you guys would like to see that or not, but that's what I've been doing. So having said that, I really want to sum up this podcast by talking about what we've talked about. But the truth is, I don't know what we've been talking about. It's been a lot of, it's been a lot of talking about what I'm doing during the pandemic and basically how I'm just accidentally, unknowingly using this time to really take care of myself, which is so interesting that it's happening unintentionally. Um, I was talking to my friend Steve and we were saying that it, it, I think we've been self-isolated for like five weeks now. And I think we're going to be doing it for a lot longer. 
Um, so who knows what else I've been, I'll, I'll, I'll discover about myself. It, look, who knows? I'm probably a month away from learning how to do Botox to myself. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. I have this thing where like, um, I don't, the Botox thing is not for me. Side note. I know that's totally random, but I keep mentioning that. I mentioned that because for some reason on my Instagram, I keep getting uh, videos for it. And somehow I feel like Instagram is just bullying me into thinking like, Hey, maybe you need Botox, but, um, I'm so scared of needles. I am not getting near a needle if I don't have to. You know that when I found out I was diabetic and I had to do that finger uh, test, the the prick, it took me two hours to prick my finger to check out my blood. I was terrified of it. So you know what I mean, though. I mean, who knows what other skill I'm going to pick up while I'm at home. This is my third episode. I kind of like having this conversation with everybody. And uh, I hope you guys find some value in it. Um, I have actually um, been able to keep up with the with the with the um, statistics and everything. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna admit I found out this week that I have more than four listeners. Now I always say that I have four listeners, but it turns out the numbers say I have more than four listeners. I don't want to say how many, but I have more than four. But guess what? I'm still going to call you guys my four listeners because that's how we roll. So I hope everybody has a good uh, week. I hope everybody's doing good. Uh, I don't know who's listening to this. I don't know your situation. So I will say that um, I hope everyone's doing fine. I keep saying I hope you guys do the best you can. Um, my heart goes out to everybody that is going through a tough time right now, whether it be losing a loved one, uh, dealing with an illness yourself, um, struggling, uh, with, 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 uh, mental issues, just maybe you're struggling with what the situation is that we're living in. And I just want to take a moment to say, hey, it's okay. You know, we all have those moments where we just, we just have to be uh, not so happy and talk like this all the time. We can be annoyed. We can be confused. We can be angry. We can be anything we want because this is a time of our lives that I think a lot of us didn't ever imagine we would be in. Having said that, I hope um, I hope you have a, a great next week. I will see you next week. Well, not see you. I mean, I will talk to you uh, next week. Um, we did it. This is another episode of To Be Continued with Cristela Alonso. This is this is quarantine time. This is quality quarantine time with Cristela Alonso. That's for people that like alliteration. So I hope everybody has a good week. I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to one more episode of To Be Continued. I have been Cristela Alonso. I hope everybody has a great week. Goodbye.